0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. Today, I'm joined by Dan, author of Unicorn Meat. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Now this isn't like like a meetup. This is is this is meat like like deli meats, correct? Yes. Oh, so so when I hear unicorn meat, I have these visions in my head of going to the butcher's shop where they keep like the little crab cakes and stuff like that, and seeing these little like unicorn horns, and then like a, an optional slab of uh, of meat. So so who's eating the unicorns?
1: Oh well, the the way it's set up players will either be investigating or escaping from the last unicorn farm in the world. That's been, it's been set up in secret because unicorn meat is of course, incredibly rare, incredibly difficult to farm. So it is very, very, very expensive. And uh, whoever is running this place has, uh, has found a market far above your pay grade. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And, and then bad things predictably happen
0: (laughs) so so is this like um like like the alf we have to go in and like save the unicorns
1: actually it's the you could do that the framework as it stands is if you're like inserting it into a pre-existing campaign or if you're doing the outside in the setup is essentially hey the, the quest-giver NPC knows all the, the player characters and is calling in a favor that uh, all the players owe them. And so from outside in, it's, hey, we just, or rather I, just got new information on a cold case that's been shut for five years. I need you to investigate this because I don't think that I can do it efficiently. And so then you tromp off into the swamps and you find the farm and so on and so forth. But then if you are doing the inside-out version, you're playing as uh, the, the gangs of feral children that inhabit the farm and uh, are trying to find a way to escape. Oh, so how did the kids get in the farm? Um, most of them are... Either like kidnapped, or there are like implications that the broader society that this takes place in do like indenture contracts and stuff like that. There's an office. you can go to and they're like pamphlets on the desk and they're like really corny oh yeah (laughs) sign your child up for a three-month summer uh indenture with sunny smiles unicorn farm
0: now this this one has a you uh, even on the uh what i'm looking at is uh what's the press kit there's a content warning even on that
1: over this because of some of that (laughs) from go i wanted to be very clear this is a Huge content warning for basically everything that goes into this adventure. So I just slap it on everything. Does not hurt to be too careful. Yeah.
0: Now, where is this going to be available out when this comes out? And what, what's the format it's going to come out in and everything else? Like, I'm curious to know a little bit more about the actual book that you're putting out.
1: The The physical book itself is going to go out through Exalted Funeral. Uh, it is 104 pages. It's five and a half by eight and a half. If you buy it through Exalted Funeral, you get the, the PDF version as well. And then if you want PDF only, it's going to be up on Drive uh, drive-thru and Itch. Excellent. All versions are going to come with uh, map printouts. I got Gus of uh, All Dead Generations to uh, do the maps. And the, the one I'm very excited for is the map of the farm is a coloring page. <laughs> That's Excellent. A coloring page. Yeah, my my description to Gus was I I sketched out like where everything was supposed to be. And then it was, okay. make this like it's the back of a paper placemat at the worst diner in the world. (laughs) I have fun
0: coloring on those while I'm waiting for my my unicorn burgers to be served. Some of the uh, the stuff you have here about it just talks about the different factions in there because one hundred and five pages, that's that's. That's a decent-sized book. There's got to be a lot in there, it sounds like. Could you tell me a little more besides the farm and all that? I'm curious. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, the setup is you, you have, counting on my fingers, four main areas. There's, there's the farm itself, uh, which is kind of your base of operations. It is the village at the mouth of the dungeon. You have the swamp, which instead of going for like a point crawl or a hex crawl, the swamp is explored just by drawing cards from a normal fifty-two card deck, and those are your encounters. So
0: I guess there's like a key in there, like fifty-two yes. different encounters in the farm itself.
1: That that's for the the swamp encounters in the farm itself. Oh,
0: so like the whole region out around is 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 fleshed out as well, and then as yes. as the farm itself.
1: And I'll, I'll I'll get to that after after the locations. So there's the the swamp. There's the factory, which is part a of the main dungeon and then there are the caves underneath the factory which is part two and like the main thing for going out into the swamp you're generally not going to do that if you're playing as like adults from the outside investigating but if you were playing as the carvers on the inside you're probably going to end up going out into the swamp because that's where the food is because you'll see in in the press kit there one of the bullet points is the meat economy of which i am very proud because like In, in playtesting, I had players who were actually excited and engaged with buying things and not, not in the normal way of, oh, we're going to spend half an hour figuring out, okay, what do we want to buy before we actually do the adventure? It was, here here are our choices. We need to choose the best one for us because in unicorn meat, there's no money. Gold is worthless. Uh, you, you can find some and it's not going to do you anything. But food is very valuable and food is mostly monopolized by one of the factions and that faction has a market and that faction will go okay bring us unicorn meat and parts and we will trade you for food that's kind of the basis of the whole bartering system so you you hunt a unicorn down in the swamp you get the meat you get the hide you get the bones hide and bones are of differing quality and different values and you can trade all of that for food. You can trade all of that for other items. You can use it to craft better weapons and armor for yourself. So you're constantly juggling, okay, we have X amount of meat. We have X hides. What can we make from this? What can we buy from this without going hungry? And uh, like the, the meat itself is also the primary way of recharging spells and regaining health it's is magical it, it just kind of turns into the cycle where you need stuff in order to make in order to get stuff you have to go hunting in order to survive the hunt you need stuff
0: so the whole process is is is, is hunting unicorns yourself and not necessarily like from the farm itself
1: the the way of this setup is because I do love myself some industrial horror <laughs> it is a factory farm oh so it's no nice and open pastures like there were in the old days uh it was basically send teams of carvers out into the swamp have them either capture a live one or hunt one down haul it back and just deposit it in the factory
0: i'm curious about the no gold and the bartering that's going on with the unicorns themselves and and i I, i'd like to know is there a specific process or something laid out in the book to approach that and to
1: do that uh yeah there is a list of prices that like when you're on the farm there are like two places you can go get items you can go get them from the like the big market run by the uh faction that controls the food Mm -hmm. or if you need like mundane supplies you just go to the barn and you talk to the quartermasters there and you can get stuff and both of those places are going to just have like a big sheet of prices painted out on the front on a big sign and the the intent is that like it, it's not going to be hidden or anything it's just going to be the uh referee is going to tell players you guys know how this works you need to go out hunting good luck so what can you tell us
0: about some of the factions
1: the, the factions, the, the situation on the farm is that eight months before the adventure starts, the overseers just vanished. In the middle of the night, they just all got up, walked out into the swamp, and were never seen again. So we have gone into a Lord of the Flies scenario. And the main factions, there are the butchers. Who They're the ones who run things, they control the food supply, they used to be the factory floor workers, hence the name. And they're, they're the kind of violent thugs who uh, you're bound to uh, meet the wrong end of somebody's fist if you start causing trouble with them. They, they are the antagonist faction, primarily. There's the church, which has secluded itself in this old rotting church on the farm grounds, and... Their entire thing is end of the world is coming. Uh, the time is nigh. We must immediately stop the unicorn hunts. We must overthrow the butches, and vague things will happen after that. There's the Night Watch. They are the magic users, and their job is to keep the farm safe because there are monsters all in the swamp, and the Night Watch's job is to keep them away. During the night when they are most active then there's just kind of everybody else who fills in the rest and you have you have your three main factions a fourth kinda in the form of the big house which is just kind of like the representative of most of the others because being feral children they form their little gangs and there are loads of them there are actually tables in the book, if you are playing as carvers to generate your own gang.
0: Now, this is this is system neutral, so whatever you're running, pretty much you can you can run with that.
1: Yeah, it's vaguely in Osr, post Osr, whatever space. So, like it would be very easy to run it with. I've had people run it with Troika, I've had people run it with super modified PBTA, like super, super pared down, just like one move. It would be easy enough to run run it in old school essentials it'd be easy enough to just run it in traditional bx if you wanted to restat things you could have run it in delta green you could run it in mothership if you wanted to
0: well i'll be honest 100 i really appreciate books that are coming out like that that are just kind of system neutral you can use it with a lot of stuff just vaguely statted out at the most yeah and yeah. if I can use it with whatever, it's easier to use for me, and easier to bring at my
1: table. So
0: yeah, that's that's a, that's something I appreciate there. I like that. Yeah,
1: like one of the reasons I, I fell in love with this corner of the scene was I was reading through blog posts years ago, and I was like, "You mean you can just say a monster has armor class equal to chain?" and that just covers everything. It's like, it, it's wonderful. So it, so it does, it leans more OSR, but it, it could very easily work elsewhere.
0: So I'm curious, what have you ran it in the past?
1: Uh, when I ran it in the past, I think in my playtests, I ran it in Nave primarily. Uh, I do. I did actually one time very early on, just as like a, a concept test. I did run it in 5e, but uh, never went any further with like, Supporting it that way, uh, it was mostly just that was where I had players available and to see if it worked, and it worked fine. Well, I'm
0: assuming that we'll be able to find this on Exalted Funeral. You said it'll be on HIO. Yep. Can you tell us where we can find your HIO and the where you, where, how to find it on drive-through and where we can find you online, things like that? So
1: to stay up to date on announcements for this uh, as we go forward, I'm on Twitter at at throne of salt. Uh I can be found on my blog, throneofsalt.blogspot.com. My itch page is also just throne of salt. So it is very easy to remember, very consistent across the board. Uh, but yeah, follow me on Twitter for updates. Uh, because it's going to be all unicorn meat all the time for the next <laughs> two weeks. I can't make any promises but fingers crossed I'll have the time and energy to maybe do a couple little bonuses on the blog of like things that didn't make it into the main book.
0: I'm cur- one more thing is is does the book is there anywhere or do you know what does bu- unicorn meat taste like?
1: Yes, I actually write that down. Uni- the taste of unicorn meat is relative. To the moral character of the person eating it.
0: Yes. That's
1: <laughs> awesome. If you, if you are a good person, it tastes like linoleum and old tires. Oh, no. If you are a bad person, it's the greatest thing you have ever eaten. <laughs> that's
0: cool. I appreciate that. Well that's about all we got time for today. Well thank you for coming on. And I want to thank you. Thanks everyone. for having me. Oh certainly certainly I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoy what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at logarhailcrom. We're on Patreon. You use any support. We can get patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. Those of you who have been supporting us on Patreon, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. We really appreciate it. It's very helpful. And as always, keep those dice rolling.